Welcome to the 222 Paranormal Podcast with your host, Jen and Joe. What's up, Jen? Welcome, everybody, to the show. Oh, my gosh, you guys, we have a very special treat today. <laughs> we have some very special guests who did some very haunted Fun things this times. week. And I cannot wait to hear about it. And I have and a million murderous. questions, and we're going to get right into it. <laughs> we have Courtney Buckley <laughs> and Juju. <laughs> That just did an episode of Scared and Alone, Courtney's show, Scared and Alone, on Facebook, YouTube, or at the website, scaredandalone.com. You just click on there and you can see all the episodes. But we are going to talk about two very special episodes that they just did over the week. One is at the Velisca Axe Murder House, and the other one is at the Allegan County Historical Society Old Jail Museum. So welcome, Courtney and Gigi. Hi. Hey, hi. There you go. So excited to be right. here again. I just have to tell you girls that you terrified me beyond belief from your Velisca uh, live stream. <laughs> I, was, yeah, they- I, I had to watch it on replay because I couldn't watch it live. And I'm telling you, I was sitting at work and I was shaking because it was so <laughs> scary when they had what happened? <laughs> what, what, that what, was the point. Say that again. What happened, Jen? That's oh what got God. you? <laughs> no, all of it. Oh, okay. We have to go back. We have to start from yeah. the beginning. I saw yeah. you girls. Okay. First of all, Courtney <laughs> is driving across the country by herself. Did you drive by yourself from? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I did. Uh, I was in the car for a very long time and I left Massachusetts. I drove through um, New York, Pennsylvania. Ohio, Michigan, and then I got to Gigi in Michigan. We gathered up our stuff and our ourselves and our friend, and then we got back in the car and drove through Indiana, uh, Illinois, Wisconsin, Minnesota, then South Dakota, Iowa, and then all the way back to Michigan, and then I drove back again. And the, when I drove back, I went through all the same states and also New Jersey and Connecticut. So 13 states in a week. In a That's week. insanity. Uh, first of all, I applaud you because I would have to go over bridges and I <laughs> I there was some sheer terror. I had to go drive through Times Square at midnight. Oh. Mm-hmm. What? Oh my gosh. Screaming at my lungs. It was terrible. Um, thanks for stopping by when you went through Ohio. She honked. I heard her I honk when she went past. Tried to go through Ohio as fast as humanly possible, and apparently <laughs> that's not fast enough. <laughs> I lost the whole hour of time on my way through somehow because How? of the vortex, and it sucked my soul in. No, no offense. <laughs> no offense. Yes, offense. <laughs> hey, you know, I if you ever need pit stop, you can stop in Toledo and come and see. Listen, us. I was in Toledo for probably, I don't know, four. 36 hours it seemed like and i was yelling your names out the window the whole time <laughs> oh that's not what that noise was <laughs> i yeah I, I was just amazed at like how many miles you guys put on um trucking out to iowa is that the first time you had been there that was the first time i'd many... been to the majority of those states and what was your first impression when you guys pulled up and you saw the place Velisca? yeah uh, we looked at each other, cried a little, little bit. We're like, we finally made it. And then two hours later, we're like, let's get the hell out of here. <laughs> oh, yeah. my God. Two hours. There was that, like, it felt like a first date, like driving up to, like, a first date and, like, that, like, flutter in your heart and, like, in your stomach. And, oh, my mm-hmm. God, we were finally here. And, like, staring at it, it was, like, complete disbelief. And then, for me at least, and then, mm-hmm. like Gigi said, not that long after, it was like, get me out of here. We were like stoked. Even drive in, we knew we were going there, but we listened mm-hmm. to the first episode she was on four years ago on PXL, and we had talked about it. And I was like, we can go. And the thing, like, we got all emotional. We're still like two hours away from it. We're like, this is so great. We're going going here together and then and then we were crying leaving for completely different reasons yeah (laughs) it was hard it was hard to have gone through all that um and i remember sitting i don't remember some of the things that happened but i do remember sitting in the car afterwards 
and just like staring at each other and being like, how do we do this? Like, is it, we've, we've wanted to go here for so long and we have this house for the whole night and how do we just walk away from it? But at the end of the day, what we went through, it wasn't safe. It wasn't safe to be there for yeah. us. So we had to make the hard choice and, and go and skedaddle right out of there. Yeah, I mean, just watching that one portion of the video where it, it was like, I don't want to say it, but I'm going to say it. It was like you were possessed. Like yeah. something took over you. And I was sitting at my desk like, oh, my God, oh, my God. And my coworkers are probably like, this crazy nut. What's he doing? <laughs> I'm like, Courtney. <laughs> Get yeah. There. And it's honestly like uh, same with me. I don't like to throw that word around. I'm not the person that jumps on that, but having given it time and even before I left Michigan, having given it a little bit of time, it was like, it's not possessed in the Catholic church. Like we need a priest sense of the word, but right. it was in the sense of, I have absolute boundaries when I go into these places that I believe in wholeheartedly. I have my own things that I do there was no way like that no one was allowed to do that to me and this thing whatever it was looked those boundaries in the eye and said well i don't care about that and took me anyway so the really the only way to describe it is my body my body it took possession of my body and and mm -hmm. that was terrifying and having to watch like i had to we, when we escaped to the hotel i didn't have memory of most of that especially uh -huh. that first part when we were by the parents bed and mm -hmm. I had to sit there and watch it and I watched it like probably nine times before I went to sleep because in my like I couldn't process in my brain that I this was me mm -hmm. and I didn't have any memory of it and like watching my face change like looking at it, it was the most unnerving thing because who was that like everything about me in that moment changed my jaw went slack my facial features changed mm -hmm. my eyes went dark like her posture and some of the stuff we yeah. didn't even get on camera like it wasn't because I left my camera stuff downstairs when I went up with her so the version of court that I saw is a version I don't ever want to see again <laughs> it was very scary and it was not her you know we've talked about like we had what 10 11 hours on the drive home to try to think of another term other than possessed mm -hmm. there isn't one in the English language as far as whatever the heck that was it was um I just don't ever want to see that again. <laughs> we, yeah, that was... we took our relationship to a whole different level. Is, is what that was. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I'm gonna have sure. to, now. I'm gonna have it's to go like back when you watch. you know your your mind's trying to reconcile. Like what happened? Like you know, like you just keep playing it over and over. I, and I do too because I kept. I had to go back and watch it a couple times. I'm like, this is. Dude, that's must. Oh. Yeah, the second half just, it went I, haywire. And Courtney and mm -hmm. I, you know, we got to spend a few days together past that. And even then, and yeah. in re-watching it, our recollection, like, still wasn't coming back as to what actually was, like, on film versus, like, what happened. And then trying to mix it together, what you guys weren't able to see. And at there's just so much. It's going to take a, probably a long time. I know for me to be able to come out with a lot of it, just because of the way that it did make me feel, whether it's my personal feelings or how the scaredness that I got just from the house itself, like it, it's a whole process. Mm -hmm. I've never experienced anything like that face to face. Yeah. You see it on TV, but when you're next mm -hmm. to somebody and somebody you love and trust and that happens to, and you can't do anything to help them and you feel helpless <laughs> and stuck. <laughs> yeah, literally that's, stuck. That's the other thing. Like if you watch, uh, and it doesn't necessarily really translate on camera, but if you know it and you go back and watch it, when we're coming up the stairs, Gigi hears someone say move in her ear as if something was trying to get, because I was ahead of her on the stairs. So it was like someone was trying to get through her to get to me. And then I do this weird dance. Like it was already kind of taking over. Like I do this weird dance at the top of the stairs where like I, I spin around, but like I'm spinning her around while I'm doing it almost because I'm trying to film the room. So she's trying to get out of the shot. And in doing that, I trapped her next to the wall behind the bed. So when I came into her, he literally had no space. Like I'm inches of space next to the wall, which was like a slanted roof. So she's huddled in there and I'm like right up against her. She had nowhere to go. And I can't, the part that I have such a tr such trouble like coming to terms with and we joke about it, but is the fact that like if we were not live on Scared and Alone and there were not other people there, presence to do something if we had just been mm -hmm. there alone ourselves i would have hurt her and i have no doubt in my mind that yeah. that night would have ended very very differently it's really and interesting 
You say that because we have a, another um, group here from Toledo who was out there and had a similar situation happen, but a lot more um, scary. Did they get possessed too? Or uh, that... I don't know if they want me to tell the story yet, but uh, yeah. But um, yeah, it was, it was, it could have went real south real quick. And, um, you know, you were lucky that you had those people, you know, online directing you and telling you and, and watching out for you. That was frightening. Well, that's like the sure. only thing, the only thing that I remembered from that moment, the only thing that got through to me was Richard Lale's voice saying, mm -hmm. get outside, get outside, like go outside, go outside, yeah. go outside. And even watching me, like this is almost more chilling to me than the rest of it was watching me hold the camera while I'm walking down the stairs and outside, like there's nobody home when I'm doing that. I'm like a robot walking down the stairs. And then I hand, I, I don't know what I said to Gigi, but I hand the, the camera to Gigi. I said something and her voice in that moment, like looking back on it is so comforting. Like she was like, she said something about like, oh, I know you, I know you did, or I know you are, or like whatever that is. And like, she was so calm and I don't know how, but I went outside <laughs> and I'm breathing air and I'm like, kind of coming back into myself but after watching the episode the rest of the episode like I definitely was not for the rest of the time but I was out there and all of a sudden I was like I gotta go in the attic but it, at the same time as I said that out loud in my head I was like but I can't go look and see what I did to those kids up there and so oh. I was trying to convince everybody that I was back myself and I wasn't because I I was still talking in the first person when I come back in the house I set the camera mm -hmm. up and I'm still in the stance like that I was in you know, I'm, I'm talking more like myself, but like, like I'm able to answer questions, but I'm still very much. There's not no expression as, on her face. And you, yeah. she talks a lot with just with her facial expression. So like mm -hmm. me knowing her the way that I do and us knowing each other and how we both reacted through all that. It was uh, it, just when you turned around, you're like, I need to go to the attic. I'm like, Oh, Hey guys, she says she needs to go to the attic. I'm like, do I take her down at the knees? Are we doing this? Like, what are we? Are, are we safe? You guys got my back when we're up there. Like, what's going on? Uh, because the attic is another very, very scary place. And why you? I don't know why you wanted to go up there during that time. But that was a whirlwind of just fear and anxiousness all into one. Like, I, so drained after two hours. I can't even imagine having to be there anymore. Yeah. Longer than what we were. Courtney. And there were so many like little things too that happened throughout the episode that, yeah. No, I was going to say, I noticed that you said when you were talking about going back into the attic, you didn't say I, you said, or you said um, what I did to those kids. And so you were actually almost talking yeah. as that person. Yeah, I did that for a while and I didn't yes. realize I was doing it, but I did. I did it for a while. At least when I was saying that in the moment, I was saying like, this is how I, this is the thing that came into my head. Like I was able to distinguish that like that thought had come into me, but I was still talking in the first person. Yeah. And the weird thing is watching myself interact with everybody on the panel from there on, I was confrontational. Every time David said anything, I was glaring at him. Like mm -hmm. every time I was interrupting people. I'm not like that. Even on the show, like I, I'm not like that's not me at all. But then when we got up to the attic, I did this weird thing. And I watching back, I'm like, I don't understand why I phrased this this way. But there was a doll in the attic that was awful, and we can get into that. But I that was one that was me person. Me person did not want to go anywhere near that doll mm -hmm. but in the attic i was like yeah we have this doll here and we're not going to talk about it like i'm just going to pretend it doesn't exist because the important thing to talk about right now while we're up here is this person that hid in the attic and what they did and it was almost like i was saying like watching it back it's almost like i was saying like we're here to talk about me we're not here to talk about that we're here to talk about me well you even and said at one point that. sorry at one point you even said i stood right there oh mm-hmm like and you said that, that at a point. And I'm like, what do you mean? We're sitting in chairs. What? <laughs> and like, I don't, these little things, I don't have any recollection of. I've got to go back and watch the show again. Cause Did, I missed a lot. I don't know. Did they ever find out who was the killer? No. That's no, the big mystery is they, they, to this day, and there was they one have point no clue. Where, um, like David. No, go ahead. Breaking up Joe. Oh, go ahead, Courtney. Say what you were going to say. Uh, we didn't hear what you said. You were breaking up. Oh, I, I don't remember now. Um, I was there was one point when we were standing. 
<laughs> there was one point when we were standing by the bed and it had you can see or I can see the minute that it was fully that it had fully taken over me because when I'm seeing something and I'm trying to describe what I'm seeing in my mind's eye like I look up into the left like this and I never like I film on this like this is my iPhone mm -hmm. I film on this I never look into the camera I always look at the screen oops sorry okay. um but there's a point where Richard Lale is I'm describing what I, I I'm saying I but I'm describing what I'm wearing and then I'm like looking up to the left or or looking off somewhere and Richard Lale's talking about it his headache and then they cut to my face and when they cut to my face I look dead in the camera and I'm gone like it's like an instantaneous thing and then David starts asking me about names can I ask you your name and I said no and then they said he started saying names and at one point he said Henry and I did this weird laugh and everyone was like oh my god she's laughing because that's who it is but looking back on it I don't think that that's what it was at all it felt like it was on me because you're never going to get it. Like, so mm -hmm. I don't even think that we got any information. Did any of the children come forward while you guys were there? Well, so kind of, but I don't believe it. Like, I feel like this whole thing, I was like manipulated the whole time. I was, I was, what's the word? I was gaslit like the entire time I was in there. Yeah. So in the very beginning, there was a child supposedly coming through and I sat down on the floor and we we're trying to engage it. And I get, I have really good luck with kids. I think because I'm a mother, mm -hmm. I, I, I get them to interact a lot. I got them to interact the next night. Like they play with those, those light up all the things that I have. But mm -hmm. I sat down on the floor and I was trying to get it to interact. And what I could see in my mind's eye, it was like, like a little girl was sitting next to me. But we had to sit like next to each other facing like the same direction and i wasn't allowed to look at her face which i've never experienced in my life i was not allowed to look at her and she just was sitting next to me and so that and then they started talking about i'm getting goosebumps talking about it um they started talking about like the eyes being like where you can tell something's lying and it felt like you know and then they were talking about like these evil entities or whoever whatever it is these really negative entities that use children to disguise themselves as and i kept saying i kept over and over again in various parts of the house i kept saying like this thing that i'm dealing with now is not the same thing i was dealing with before and i was like adamant about it but i think i was dealing with the same thing in various forms throughout the, the whole time or we were too like but before even yeah. even before gg came in the house and just gg coming in the house like I question because I'm always game for anything at these locations. Like I may put up a little bit of a fight, but I will eventually suck it up and do it. And I was so adamant that I could not go upstairs by myself. And that, and then of all the things to do, it scared and alone to say that I needed Gigi in the house with me. Like, was I, but really, was it because I was actually that afraid, which I was, but was it because I was that afraid or because I needed a body in the house? And I don't know what to believe. It, it was almost like my feeling was something was trying to get her in there and using you to yeah. get her in there. At, did, yeah. at any point, um, Gigi, did you feel like something was trying to, like, you know, jump into your body. Well, here's the thing with me and my magic. <laughs> so, so I have a way of turning it off. It's taken a lot. And you guys know with investigating, you have to learn mm -hmm. if you're any type of empath or sensitive at all. You have to learn to shut that up. I was there for Courtney. I was there to protect her. She called me in because she was scared. I, that mother role comes in. You put that shield on, and that was that. Like, I'm nothing's getting to me. You're not going to get into me spiritually. Maybe that's why. I don't know. They're like, okay, well, we got to take her out because mm -hmm. whatever reason. Um, I I try to crack jokes through most of it, even though I was – I don't think I've ever been that scared in my life, actually, especially of the unknown and not being able to see it. I see my best friend, but do I really see my best friend? Like, I didn't see it in her mm -hmm. eyes, and that's how I know she's my best friend, you know? And I, right. If I felt that like I was going to be in any harm, I wouldn't have went up there. But I didn't know until we hit the top of the stairs, and I she turned around. She had just black eyes when she looks at me and says, "The, what did you say? They're as dead as the meter. The meter is as dead, dead as they, they are. are." And then she turned 
her head and her eyes are as black as my shirt, as black as anything that you see. And she's staring right at me. You guys can't see that on camera. You can see her turn her head. And I'm just like, oh, and I was down like this. And then that's probably the only time that I really felt threatened because it was like I was shrinking and it was like coming like this. I'm dead against a wall, a wall, the nightstand or dresser and the bed and then her. Like there's no, what this room was probably only like a 10 by 15, 18. The rooms are not big in there at all. So, like, I had nowhere to go. Absolutely nowhere. And that's when Richard Leo was like, you need to get outside. You need to get outside. You need to get outside. He finally got to her or inside there. Was She was like, okay. You could tell she was still fighting it because a little bit of her voice, her life and her voice came back. But her mm -hmm. posture was still, like, up like a working man in his boots. And that's how she carried herself even going downstairs. She carried herself like, like a lumberjack almost, like. That's, you know, when she talks about that with the name thing and everything, when she looked up and the camera, her whole posture, everything just, it's so hard to explain, but I can, obviously I can see it, but like to put it into words and the amount of fear. And then I had to, the getting rationality into it to be like, okay, look, Gigi, you, you are here. It is okay. That's Courtney. We're going to do this. But then the spiritual side of me is like, um, maybe run or get some holy water, <laughs> something. But I, everything happened in the right time. Thank God, Rachel Leo was able to get in her spiritual self because everybody was saying stuff to her. The only thing that she remembers is what R Richard Leo was saying to her, and she even said it when we got outside. Thank mm -hmm. you, Richard Leo. Like when she was a little bit detached from the house, it wasn't all the way gone, but she was a little bit detached and she was coming back too. She was looking up at the stars and that's something that I knew she wanted to do. I think that helped ground her when she was out there mm -hmm. to try to come back as much as she could. But then she turned around. Well, I want to go in the attic. What? <laughs> well, there we go in the attic with the big scary doll. <laughs> but that's really the scariest thing. Like what Gigi's talking about, about being able to shut that off and like not let anything in. I do that. Like, uh, yes, I'm a little open to like the experiences when I'm in there, but like I, there's an absolute line. There's an absolute boundary. Nothing's coming home with me and nothing like there's like a bubble that you, you can talk to me through, but you can't come in. And I've never, ever doubted that for one second. And this thing was just like, like, forget yeah. it, like get yeah. go right, right through it. And, and I don't know how that happened. And I literally like since then, like, we slept out of necessity, but like, since I've been home, like I haven't been able to sleep by myself. I've had nightmares. Like I oh just because of the trauma, like it was an actual real trauma that we went through. And mm -hmm. I don't know, like I, so many things could have gone wrong and I'm glad that they didn't, but it was like, it's hard to talk about because it sounds insane, but like it really happened. And like, it wasn't that we didn't do that for TV. Like that wasn't acting. It wasn't like, you know, we thought this was, be fun it, like I literally could have hurt my one of my best friends like I literally when I and the when I come when I look at the camera and that like that moment when you can tell that it's totally not me anymore the first thing I do uh -huh. I look dead in the camera and then I look dead at her like that was my target the whole time and then they had asked me about the meter I said it was dead and I said it in a weird voice and then we have this whole conversation about names. And then I say the thing that, that she was talking about before I said, um, the meter's dead. Just like, like I turn and I look at her and I go, the meter's dead. Just like they are. Like, I was like eyes on like David, I think like, like while he was asking me these mm -hmm. questions, I was like in the zone of like manipulating all these people that I was looking at almost. And then I turned to her and I, and it was a thousand percent a threat. The meter is dead. Just like they are. And that was then Richard Lale started and, and, I came out of it a little bit, but it was like how something can violate boundaries like that, that intensely. And that like to, I don't know. I That's, think that was something that was there before the murders happened. I think that was something that has I, been there for a while and it's going to continue to do the same thing. Absolutely. Cause it wasn't like we had, I had my computer set up outside cause I couldn't get my phone to work. Like I was not prepared to go in that house. That wasn't something that was even ever discussed. I was, mm -mm. I was being outside um, by the barn. I was right in mm -hmm. front of the barn. So when she asked me to come in, I was like fiddling around and couldn't get my crap together. And I'm like, wait, what's happening? Like I, that was that alone. I think I was trying to get over the fact that I was being pulled in. <laughs> I'm like, uh, 
wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, the plan was for her to be outside the whole time. And I was going to be in there by myself for the episode. And then when the episode was done, we were going to go investigate together. Like that was always the plan. Me asking for her to come in was done on the spot. And I like you can almost hear the pleading in my voice. Like I was so afraid. Mm -hmm. But like, was it that or was it that? I was manipulating everybody. I was manipulating everybody to believe that I was so afraid I needed another person. Now I, I was that afraid, but that I was manipulating everybody to believe that I was so afraid I need another person in order to get a body in the house. Like, I think I was already affected and we were affected before we even got there because we travel very, very well together. And that whole day we were like sniping at each other and like saying really like, just like being really like short and nasty to each other for no reason to the point where we would both be like, oh my God, like, I don't know why I said that. I'm so sorry. Like, <laughs> yes, exactly. After we said it, we're like, ew, gross. Why would like, I where, say that? Where did that come from? <laughs> and, and then after we left, it never happened again. Mm. That's so I think this thing had a hold on us before we even got there. Well, all the excitement and our intentions that we put even just going there like like we threw our attentions right at that location like we know better than that but all the talk all all the planning all the excitement because we went there with such excitement you know it's interesting you know with as much experience as you guys have and you know it almost makes me really concerned for anybody who wants to go there who does not have the knowledge that you guys um have to be able to protect yourself because this thing got to you guys and you guys know you know what i mean like yeah that's scary that's really i intense. don't think i don't think that those murders are the last we're going to hear about at this house honestly mm -hmm. you feel that no, someone I, else I, is going to go yeah, in there and sure. do something can you say that again you feel that someone else is going to, or something else is going to happen in those in that house? Either someone's going to else is going to get murdered in there. Yeah, I think, and I don't think like not that it's not going to be their fault, but like I think that this whatever this thing is, if murdered it could take her, yeah. Yeah. yeah, right. If it could take me over like that, and it, it could take over anybody like that, and I think that's what it thrives on. Like we, you know, you you heard about the story. I'm sure from what was it like 2014, where an investigator went in and stabbed themselves in the chest like mm -hmm. i can now i can i i used to think that's so weird like how could that possibly happen now i know because yeah. yep. if it wasn't you know it wasn't going to be me it was going to be her i well, if it, people kept saying like oh you should are you going to bring an axe as a trigger object thank god we knew better than to do that because <laughs> no it would have been buried in her unfortunately like it's yeah, so yeah, scary and, a lot. yeah yeah and it's so scary to say that out loud but like genuinely no jokes like it would have been in her like yeah no and that's question if i was to be watching this or hear us talk i'd be like whoa and i'd call bs mm -hmm. i don't blame anybody for thinking that way i never thought in a million years that we'd go through or have the experience that we did there yeah we went we honestly went thinking that we weren't going to get anything we were just going to go for the history part of it and we were finally going to get to check that off our bucket list. And that was yeah. our goal mm -hmm. since the beginning of our friendship was to check that off our bucket list. Uh, well, we got to check off a couple other things that weren't even on that bucket list. It's like right. our intentions going there, we weren't expecting anything, nothing like this, maybe a couple footsteps or something, uh, not any of this. We got the footsteps, but a hundred more things to yeah. go with, with those. The amount of physical <laughs> evidence that came out of that episode was ridiculous too. Like we, the dirt piles we kept finding yeah. all over the place from we assumed the doll but they just kept showing up and they were showing up in places that we had just walked so there's no way that we didn't see them or feel them mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. things like like the, the coins the, the yeah well actually i can debunk the coin the coin was there oh okay um, i just didn't notice it but i looked back at a picture that i had taken of that dirt pile and the coin was there um mm. but things like my bag of food being knocked on the floor i heard that during the episode and i just didn't know where in the house it came from but the walls in that house are so thin so it now i i understand like that's why i couldn't pinpoint where it was but then also like we came back in at one point and we heard the two a two-way radio go off like we had two-way radios that i could use to call for help but for whatever reason before we went upstairs i was freaking out about i didn't want to carry too much stuff so i emptied out all my pockets so i didn't have i put the radio on the kitchen on the table in the kitchen and uh we walked in we heard that radio go off 
like the beep and then like sound. And Mm -hmm. when we were looking up afterwards, we started looking up the story of the investigator that stabbed themselves. And one version of it that we saw, he radioed the, his team in the barn to tell them that he just stabbed himself in the chest. Like then when we were at the end in the, um, in the downstairs bedroom, trying to close out the show, they had us lift up the cloth over the mirror and we mm-hmm. heard a music box go off and then we looked and there's no music box on that table but it was like we hit it and it made it sound like but we there was no music box or anything like that on the table so just the amount of actual physical evidence like i expected that this place as much as i didn't want it to be this i expected that this place was way too commercialized too many shows have been there too many people have been there mm-hmm. we're just disturbing mm-hmm. them at this point so they're not going to give us anything maybe we'll hear a creak maybe we'll hear something no every time we walked in the house something was moving something was talking something was doing well, something. even out at the beginning was... part sorry court the yeah no go the static in my in my mic came that. out of nowhere and we got evps off the yeah. static I'm like, well, I, did, yeah. I didn't hear anything. They're all talking. I'm like, what are you guys talking about? I'm da-da-da-da-da. looking like a fool, but they're all trying to figure it out. And then I was like, ooh. And that was horrifying. Next to me. I was standing in the kitchen at that point, and it was so mm-hmm. loud. And it, the sound, just the sound that it was making, it sounded like there was a tornado just like swirling around me. And uh, then there was voices in it. Like, how on earth? And that was right before we were supposed to go upstairs. Like, but in that, like, part of me like recognizes that I was in myself at that point because the thoughts that were going through my head were I'm terrified I can't go upstairs by myself they were telling me not to go upstairs which was new for the panel but Mm -hmm. how could we come here I wanted to come there how could we come there and not go upstairs like I couldn't let that happen so I had to find a way to do it and like that's me rationalizing in my brain what I was thinking but the only way I could do it is if I brought her in the house but then I don't believe that. I don't believe that anymore because of the amount of gaslighting that I went through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, have you had discussions with the panel since then about this? I went and saw all of them. Um, <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> so we got to meet in person for the first time. Um, oh, cool. I ended up at Richard Lale's place at like one or two in the morning just because I couldn't not see him because he was so wrecked by it. Um, like in that moment, watching him watch me was probably one of the mm-hmm. hardest things I've I've seen. Um, so I had to go give him a hug and show him that I was myself. And uh, <laughs> but yeah, I saw we saw we went to lunch with Dean and Todd, um, and then I went and saw David, who was visiting um, visiting one of the states that I was driving through. And then I saw Richard Lowe. So everyone, I brought the ham because the ham we found the ham <laughs> twice. Which also, like, yeah. let's talk about that. I was so irate yeah. about the effing yeah. ham. I was irate, tell, right? Tell other listeners the yeah, story. I didn't okay, even heard so this one. So I had okay. So so the killer supposedly, when they came into the crime scene, the killer had made a meal at the table and hadn't finished it. And then there was also the side of bacon that they found somewhere in the house. So I had it in my head that the way that I was going to close the show was I was going to go buy some food and I was going to end the show sitting at the table eating a meal. And we went to two different places. And at the first place, I bought chocolate for the kids and I bought ham because I can't eat raw bacon. So I thought ham was the next best thing. So I bought this little prepackaged thing of ham. And then we went to another place and I bought a sandwich and like mac and cheese or something, bacon mac and cheese, So which actually had bacon on it. And I realized this after, but I went in the house to get ready for the show. I realized I forgot the food. So there was a whole trip out to the barn to get the food. And I distinctly remember, and now again, I don't trust anything, but I distinctly remember taking one bag, putting it in the other bag, bringing both bags in the house and putting it on the table in the kitchen. Now we start the episode. I'm in the bedroom downstairs. I hear a sound. It sounds like something fell. I can't figure out what it is. I go in the kitchen. I lose my ever loving mind because there's a bag. My bag with the food is on the floor, which it had gone from the table to the floor somehow. So I pick it up. I put it back on the table. We continue on. Now they were like, okay, you brought the, you know, food that you wanted or whatever you're going to. So why don't you sit down and have a meal? So I'm setting up the camera. I'm setting up everything. I sit down, I open the bag and the ham's not there which is the thing that I was going to eat. The ham is not in the bag. So now, again, this is proof to me that I wasn't still myself because I was so irate about the ham. Where's my ham? I was like, I couldn't get over it. Where's the ham? Why did you take my ham? 
put the ham back. Like, where did you put the ham? Like, I couldn't get over the fact that the ham was missing. So everyone's telling me the ham's going to show up. It's going to be a sign that the killer's traveling with you, et cetera. I'm like, great, don't want to hear that. But, like, where's my ham? Because I'm still mad about it. We end the episode, no idea where the ham is. We go outside to the barn and find the ham is in the barn. Now, could I have just misremembered somehow at this point probably you know and it just ended up in the barn and I thought I brought it and I didn't find so I'm gonna I chalk that one up to like I made a mistake except for the fact that now we're talking about the ham and I'm like forget it I don't want anything to do with it like put it in the trash we're gonna put it so we put all the trash together all the trash goes out all the trash goes out to the dumpster we get back in the car we go stay at the hotel now we're driving again the next morning we're driving however many hours to back to Michigan and I go in a separate bag we're in Illinois by now yeah right separate bag that had nothing to do with anything I open the bag to take something out and the ham is there I almost drove off the road (laughs) yeah I can't you could write off the first one you could write off the first one as I I made up a memory but like Uh the ham we distinctly like had a full conversation about the ham is not coming with us we're putting my in the car. trash. Get we it don't out. want anything to do with this ham. Put it in the trash. And then the ham is in the car. So oh our lovely producers tried to cheer me up because I was like so far gone at that point that they made us a t-shirt called the Axe Ham of Velisca. <laughs> and on the back it says, where's my ham? So I ordered those. Yes. But like, I couldn't, I couldn't get over it. It was like, I was so mad about the ham. Like for like 10 minutes, I was like, I wouldn't stop talking about the ham. It's like, I think I just needed to be something to be mad about at that point. And then ham came back to you. Yeah. Oh my so gosh. I did shit. I brought it to David. I brought it to Richard Blail. And then I threw it out uh, in a rest stop in Connecticut. Did you though? <laughs> the haunted ham. Mm-hmm. Tales of the haunted ham. Yeah. You're That's gonna you're gonna be incredible. traveling to your so, next show and you're going to stop at a rest stop at a random rest stop somewhere and look down and that ham will be there. Shut yeah. your face. <laughs> I I believe it at this point. I really do. <laughs> Unfortunately. And it'll maybe be in the, Ohio. Maybe the coroner will have it. Yeah. Oh God, the coroner. <laughs> yeah. What, what was that with that? Well, I saw so- a coroner at a rest area in South Dakota. I mean, where else are you going to see a coroner <laughs> right? in the middle of a cornfield? <laughs> and we have no chill at all. No level of chill. So I was I'm- like two, three-year-olds going to like <laughs> Disney World. Seriously, like- I'm sobbing. We go from having this like emotional moment. I'm sobbing in the grass of a rest area by myself. Because I'm like, oh my God, I'm in South Dakota. This is great. And then we're like having this moment. And then our our our... Saint Lori was like, Did you guys see what's over there? And we turn around, there's a corner van, and we're like, Oh my god. And now we're trying to like take selfies from across the parking lot. And then Gigi looks at me and she goes, We're on vacation, and then just takes off. So now I'm running past, we're like three year olds running across the parking lot to take selfies with the corner van while the corner is inside peeing. Like, or supposedly, I, I mean, oh I guess. Oh my god. Yeah, I was a good time. Did you look in the there van? There's a body in the back. Yeah. Better. Better. <laughs> can i touch it <laughs> that's what we wanted but then we got all shy once we saw the corner oh. like we literally waited like an extra five minutes for him to walk out yeah now keep in mind we're not that weird because our first stop was jeffrey Dahmer sites just that's throwing true. that out there that's and, why we ended up in milwaukee all of this was pre Velisca, also so we are we were we were one people before Velisca, and then we were our innocent people. days yeah we were different people <laughs> after Velisca. we've seen things mm. we've heard yeah. things she's been things yeah Y'all but we crazy. have a new joke now we're always like yeah i'll be like Gigi, yeah you can say that to me because remember the time that i almost axe murdered you like yeah yeah, yeah that's fine <laughs> yeah we'll always have that yeah <laughs> so after after you left iowa you returned back to michigan and you did another investigation was that yep. the following night mm-hmm. yes or well even it? before Velisca, we went to minnesota and we did the boyd house yeah that was not an episode but we yeah yeah that was rough too yeah in a good that's way. a very good location we do hope to go back there to do something there mm-hmm. as far as we kind of went to like check it out this time and 
definitely worth the trip out there mm -hmm. for the Boyd House. Wow. So it was three three locations, three states, three days. That's what we yeah. were doing. Y'all are insane. I love yeah, it. I, for, I, love I it. forgot That's I wasn't 20. Right? <laughs> I forgot that I'm almost 40 and I'm not 20 anymore. So. Oh, hush. I'm 107. Shut up. I just turned 41 <laughs> on Saturday. <laughs> Hey, you're this only was as an old amazing as birthday. birthday. You're only as old as you act. What? Huh? I said you're only as old as you Joe, act. Joe, do you have internet or no? <laughs> no. Oh, three? Unless we're in the Velisca house. Oh my god. Three. Three. So tell us three. a little bit about um what happened at the uh the three. <laughs> I think he's minutes behind. At the location in Michigan. I mean, it was rough. It was very interesting, but it was also pretty rough. Again, we got a lot of physical evidence. And Gigi was welcomed back on the panel. And thankfully, I survived that one enough that I didn't need to call for help and have someone come in. Um, but we got, uh, you know, the little girl spirit that that is there was playing. Again, like like I said before, I'm, I have success with those little light-up ball things. Mm -hmm. We had that. She was playing with those. We all heard humming, which came from the room with me when I was singing uh, to her. Then the terrible part was when I went into the jail section and um, when I walked into, there was a um, like a military room and something somewhere said military. And that's why they sent me over there. And they sent me into there. That, that was uh, the drunk tank. And something touched my hair in like a provocative way. Like it like tried to like Ooh. run its hands through my hair. Like in Where I felt I felt violated everywhere. She needed we dinner first. Right. And then right? I was sitting in one of the jail cells and Todd Bonner put on the sphere box and it said my name clearly two times. And then it said wow. men like that butt and then tried to touch <gasps> my butt. And I was not okay with any of that. But then the, the scariest, the most unnerving part was this. I don't know if you guys can see that behind me. Yeah. Um, this is the painting that Richard Lyle did of during the episode. And he was painting this. And I don't know if it's translating, but you can see it has two different eyes. Mm -hmm. Like one, this eye is looking straight forward and this eye is like down. And uh, now that I touched it, it's going to fall on me and I'm going to lose my mind. Um, so he kept talking about, he saw like a dark-skinned man, but like something was wrong with his eye and like all this weird stuff. Now, we had gone through and done a tour beforehand, and I don't know if I didn't look inside the cell a lot, inside this this one particular cell. It was pretty it was the, um, yeah, and, and I was trying to like, I mean, I was trying to do 800 things all at the same time and on no sleep, so I wasn't paying super close attention, but I also, if I can, I like to go in completely blind. So I was kind of like half listening, so I would know my bearings, but like not listening to anything else. Um, so it was the the solitary confinement cell. No recollection that this thing was in here, but they sent me into the solitary confinement cell, and there is the most horrific dummy I've ever seen in my life. It was, he said, stuffed with newspapers from the 70s. So it's been sitting there since the 70s, and that's how they know. It had hands made of gloves that were handcuffed together in this like weird way like this, and boots on, and then it had like a basketball for a head, but then this horrific mask that looked like a hockey mask almost, and then it had like glass eyes and one of the eyes was looking out and the other eye was rolled down up underneath. And so I'm in the cell and oh I'm like, God. I'm trying not to freak out. And I had my camera flipped around and I, so I'm looking on the screen, I'm looking at, they're showing the dummy cause I can't look it in its one good eye cause I'm gonna freak out cause I'm gonna sell it. <laughs> and I'm, I'm looking at that and I'm looking at Richard Lowe's painting and I'm looking back and, I, and all of a sudden I'm like, Richard Lowe, is this what you're painting? And down to the down to the hands, the weird hands. That's what he was wow. painting. And it was enough that like our producer said to him afterwards, like, nice job, like trying to like pull that one off. No, he didn't know. None of us knew. I didn't <laughs> well, know. We didn't know it was in there. We didn't know. <laughs> and and he's talking about this thing that he can't he can't really connect to it or whatever. And he can't, it's not feeling like is it even human? No, it's not, because it was this dang dummy. Like, and 
I, at that point mm-hmm. I was like, I can't, I can't do another minute of this. Like I'm going to need a vacation <laughs> from my vacation because I'm right? in the cell with this. It's going to touch me. It's going to look at it's one eye. It's going to like look up at me. Like I can't. <laughs> well, they even know that she was going to go in that cell and he had already started oh. painting. There's like 862 rooms in there. Yeah. Oh my God. She didn't hit yeah. what just a mere fraction of what's actually in that location. Like it's insane the amount of stuff they have in there. Uh, but to know that that's, and that was a very small, what wasn't it even 10 by 10 cell? I don't even think it was. No. So it was, it was smaller like than four that. feet by six feet. It was so tiny. to even know that she was going to go in there. I, like there's like what, four or five levels to this whole place. So to even know, like I said, she was going to go in there. Nobody knew where she was going to end up, you know, where they're going to mm-hmm. ask her to go and stuff like that. So for him, and he was painting that for a while before she got in there. And then she was like, wait a minute. You know, uh, and then oh. he was oh, like, surprise. <laughs> let me, let me tell you about the time too, that I myself, not the spirit that consumed me also almost ax murdered Gigi because I'm in the, the cell and the thing is saying my name and telling me it likes my butt. And then Gigi's like upstairs on the third floor, there's three men waiting for you. And I was like, no, nope. yeah, Richard Lale's Absolutely like, go not. downstairs, go downstairs. Yeah. Nobody's going upstairs. I was like, yeah, girl, don't go up there. Like, I can't. It was, it was rough. It was, we kept all the lights on for most of the time, except I think the frisky person in the military room was like, because I walked in there and I was like, oh, I feel like I need to turn the lights off. And I did for like a second. And then I was like, who am I? And why am I choosing? Like, I don't turn the lights <laughs> off until they make me. <laughs> that's crazy. That's that's a lot. Like, just physically and spiritually. Three locations in three days. Like, I don't know yeah. how you guys Three intense it. locations. <laughs> yeah, right? I was not expecting any of that N- neither of us were no it was we were gonna go in we were gonna do our normal thing you know we get some cool evidence mm-hmm. awesome you know we get scared here and there yeah <laughs> but we don't like haul tail like we did like i mm-hmm. i'm still upset or sad that we didn't finish out our whole time at Velisco because like i said that's years and years in the making that we've wanted to do this and we had to make it perfect and so we both could go and we both could enjoy it and and to just not even question at that time. Now in hindsight, looking back, I'm like, okay. But even at that time, it was like there was no yes to staying. It was no, we're going. And our Saint yeah. Lori was like, hey, get your shit and let's get. Like she's like, she knew. Right. She had a that really was, hard time with it. Yeah. Then that was the fastest breakdown of an investigation I think I've ever seen. And here's the other thing. At, going back to Velisca, when we were leaving, like we sat outside of the house staring at it for like two hours trying to figure out what to do. But we eventually, like, Lori was like, get out. Let's go. Go get your stuff. Because we had left stuff inside the house. So we had to go back in after all this was over. And we pulled the car up and angled our headlights into the kitchen windows. The kitchen, there's two kitchen windows. Our headlights were directly into them. The windows were sheer. The windows had sheer, sheer curtains on them. And when we went in there, you could not see anything. Those lights did it was nothing. Black it was like so that like dead, dead black. And we were in and out. I I want to say in like thirty seconds, maybe forty five. If I'm being generous, uh-huh. we, we were just went in and out. We grabbed whatever we could and we brought it outside and we dealt with it outside. But we just went in. We checked. We went out, and that was it. But it was like there was. We were fighting. We were fighting ourselves at that point, being like. Like I wanted to go to that place since I was 12 and mm-hmm. I'm grateful that I did it with scared and alone because I trust all of those people spiritually so much. I'm grateful mm-hmm. that Gigi was there because I trust her implicitly and you know, her trust in me was very clearly misplaced because <laughs> I, I tried to ax murder her, but um, you know, I think that there was no other way to do it. But at that point, it was like mm-hmm. we couldn't do anything else. There was nothing else. No, there was no sleeping. There was no going back in with no other help besides ourselves because it just would have been ourselves looking out for mm-hmm. ourselves. You know, there wouldn't have been evidence of anything. There would because then our true crime brains start kicking into play. Yeah. You know, it just, uh, and it, you know, definitely if somebody was to ask me to ever go back there, probably in the next like three years, I'd be like, no. It might be a time sometime, but I have really mixed emotions. 
And I said the same thing. It's like I, I've felt that place calling to me for so long. And now I will never go back. But at the same time, I say that out loud and I can still feel it. I can still I've been carrying with me. I was very like people were very worried that I was going to bring something with me out of that house because it was in me. And I I know for a fact I did not because why would it ever come with me when it gets fed there constantly? So that that just doesn't make sense. But I, I didn't carry the thing with me, but I carry the weight of what happened there. I carry the weight of what I almost did there. I carry the weight of, and, and like, without even knowing, like, it's that weird. All that of the weird, emotion. Yeah. I, I've carried that house with me from there in a different way than I've carried it with me. So it, it calls to me still, but I'm, I'm not available. I am not listening. <laughs> yep. Yeah. No. Well, I'm trying to get back. Yeah. So what are you, what are you doing to, um, you know, try to get back to yourself? Are you guys like sleeping, swimming? What are you doing? No sleeping, just not talking about it. Really. This is the first time I've talked about people, you know, at work. And, oh, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, I don't even want to talk about it yet. Like I'm not ready. And like I said before, if I was to watch this, I'd be like, oh, this is such crap, but it is truly something like emotional. Like I want to cry just talking about it, but like to even realize mm -hmm. what you went through and what, because like we're investigators, we're supposed mm -hmm. to be ready for this type of thing. This is what we do. I was not ready for any of that. Court was certainly not ready for any of right. that. However, if it was going to happen with somebody, I am glad that it happened with her. And that's like a double-edged sword comment, but. I know I can call her if it's three o'clock in the morning and I'm having a nightmare about it. You know, she's going to know because she mm -hmm. is going through the same thing. Yeah. I had a nightmare last night. I came home and it was going to be, I came home on Saturday and it was going to be my first night by myself since it had happened. And I am not like, I watch horror movies. Like it's nothing like they're cartoons. I play horror she games knows. on Twitch all the time. Like it's nothing like, yeah, I get, scared but like i've never had trouble sleeping after an investigation and i didn't after this just because of the sheer amount of time that i had been awake but coming home on saturday it was my first night by myself and i got home in the morning and i slept for a little bit because it was daytime but like my body woke me up it's starting to get dark i was like i gotta get out of my house like my house isn't there's not enough lights you know i i ended up kidnapping my friend alicia and being like let's go to the bookstore let's go to this and she's she said to me are you just trying to stay out of the house and i said yeah and i went to target and i got a new lamp because it wasn't light enough in my house and then i made her sleep over with the light on because i couldn't be alone and then last night my son was home finally and that was our first night together and i had to sleep with the light on again and i had nightmares last night Oh and I haven't been able to play any of my horror games on Twitch. I haven't I haven't even been able to think about playing them. I haven't there's a new movie coming out that I or it came out that I desperately have been wanting to I've been waiting months to see it. And I am struggling trying to think of going to mm -hmm. see it because I don't think I can handle it. And I am not this person. This does not happen yeah. to me. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely probably gonna have to get something to like unattach some of that residual um energy from you, you know, I whether think, reiki or a yeah. shaman or something genuinely though like realistically it was a trauma like where yeah. i'm i feel like i'm someone who has struggled with ptsd in my life and i feel like i'm struggling with ptsd like i'm struggling to not let this become ptsd again because we mm -hmm. went through an actual trauma and it affected yeah. all of us. It affected everyone on the panel. It affected me and Gigi. And how we all deal with it is going to be different. But we all went through it together, thankfully. And, you know, all the viewers did too. I mean, for, for anyone that was watching it, especially in the moment, like mm -hmm. not knowing, right, not knowing what was happening yeah. or how, how it was going to turn out. Like we all went through an actual real life trauma. Yes. And like Gigi said, she's the only person. And I, I was like, talking at her about it a lot in the days following while we were together and I kept like I, I said at least once I was like I'm sorry but like this is me processing and I'm just trying to like you're the only person that knows because you're the only person right. that was physically there with me and I'm not trying to like re-traumatize you again because I know you're not ready to deal with it but like I in order to like not let this become something like I have to get it out and I kept bringing it up and I yeah. couldn't stop talking like that was the only thing well, I, could I just think wanted about. to make sure you're okay and then I remember when we first walked out of the house and we see Lori. And I don't ever want to see her like that again. She was like, 
I'm out here. I couldn't do nothing. She's sobbing. And she oh was my like, gosh. my best friends are in there, and I couldn't do anything. And she was like, I was so worried. I, I'm going to need a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I was so yeah. worried and scared for you guys. And she's like, I just didn't know what to do. And all I did, I, all I could do was, was hold her at that point. So I had to make sure my girls were good. I'll process in my mm -hmm. time because that's what I do. As I my peeps have got to be okay. And that yeah. was, it was hard to see, you know, and Courtney going through her thing and then I'm walking and then seeing Lori, I'm like, Oh my God. Like I, yeah. It, during it, it was hard to process until afterwards. And we're like, what the F just happened? Like, but then for the viewers to see that all happen in the panel, I couldn't imagine. Yeah. Made for a hell of an episode, though. I'll tell you yeah, that. Absolutely. Freaking absolutely. <laughs> for sure. Probably and the best episode of, we've done. Yeah, for sure. It was intense. Definitely. If any of the listeners want to go and watch the um, the video, where can they go, Courtney? Um, so it's on YouTube. You can go. We have a website. Uh, scared. It's scared and the word and alone dot com. Um, it's not quite up there yet, but that will link you to our YouTube page, or you can go on YouTube and search at scared alone live. Um, and it's up there. You can also go on to, uh, find me on Facebook or, um, look up any of my socials. I'm at the Femes, F E E M S short for femur. Um, okay. and you can find any of the links there or message me. If you can't find it, I'll send it to you. Um, but it's definitely worth a watch. If you're going to watch any of our episodes that we've done, I think that's the one because it's so hard to believe. It's so hard to like process it for me. Watch it yeah, and tell yeah. me because there's so many, every time I watch through it and I'm only able to watch it like bits at a time, I see new things that like, I don't remember mm -hmm. happening or I didn't connect, but the dots are all there. And so watch it and send me a message and tell me what you saw and process it with me. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I told Sean and Ethan we were going to watch it and I still haven't been able to pull it up yet. And I do have it plastered all over uh, PXL's page too. So, yes. but I'm just not ready to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> so, and it will so be called me. on any of those pages. It's not called like scared Null and Velisca. It's called um, scared Null Monday night live stream. Cause that was the first night that we had streamed. So it was Monday night live stream. Um, so that's the one you want. Joe, would you please shut up? You're so I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> I'm just sitting listening. Where did Joe go? I'm just sitting here listening. Nope. And it looks like I'm on a We're delay. Entertaining my brother. Delay. Delay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Why don't we wrap it up? AOL is that AOL? I love it. Yeah. I <laughs> save money by using AOL. I got the free disc. Perfect. A little disc. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. All right. So I still have AOL. What the hell? <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, thank you, thank you, thank you for coming on, Courtney and Gigi, and Jen from yeah. home. So. This uh, episode was a little crazy because mm -hmm. I have uh, no internet apparently, and um, I was on a delay. So I just sat back <laughs> and listened, and I'm definitely going to go back and watch this episode again about the Velisca X murder house on Scared and Alone, and uh, I may have to ask someone to come over and watch it with me because, you know, I'm scared of the dark. No. <laughs> Not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> nope, never again. Andy, I'll come over and help you. Yes. <laughs> no thanks. Got no, Everybody, we really appreciate you guys. Um, you know, taking the time out of your day to um share your journey with us and all the listeners. Thanks for tuning in this week. We'll definitely uh, come back with some more exciting stories from Scared and Alone and Paranormal XL. Thank you so much for ha having us on. It's always, you. you guys are my favorite. Um, we love you team. guys. <laughs> I'm available always. If you want to recap every episode, <laughs> Mondays I'm available. <laughs> <laughs> but it's great. 
All right, Joe, final parting thoughts. Uh, yes. If, if you are listening to the Don't show, hang up after yeah, no, but, uh, thanks everybody for listening and please go up on our website. I will put all the links to their, uh, to paranormal XL podcast and to scared yeah. alone on our website. And I also put it on the show notes for this episode, but please, wherever you listen to the show, give us a positive rating review. Five-star rating review really helps. Please leave a comment and it helps with the algorithms. I know it's kind of weird, but if you can, please hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell on YouTube, like subscribe, leave us a five-star rating, leave a positive comment and we will talk to you next week. Thank you for tuning in. Bye. Bye. This is the war inside my